catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Whatever you do, always give 100%, unless if, of course, you're donating blood. Also, if you think yourself too small to be effective, imagine yourself in a dark with a mosquito. Well, welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I live stream on www.africatechradio.com every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. Wherever you're listening from, like, comment, and share. So we're going to learn a tech word today. We'll dig deep into the rubbles of history and find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting the continent of Africa today. Yes, you can share your stories with the rest of us. Yes, you can on WhatsApp. Just text or send a voice note on 0913558-1766. 0913558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. Life always offers you two choices or two chances, depending on you know how you see it. The two chances and choices are today and tomorrow. Yes. But you can only pick one at a time. If you pick today, do what has to be done today. If you pick tomorrow, well, when tomorrow comes, fulfill tomorrow's desires. If not, you may just have lost today and tomorrow. Do not take life too seriously. No, that's not what this motivation is about. Come on. You never get out of it alive if you actually try to. A tech word for today is cybersecurity. This is the month, October. This is the month for cybersecurity. October is the month for cybersecurity awareness. And cybersecurity as a term itself is the state of being protected against the criminal or unauthorized use of electronic data or the measures taken to achieve this. And it's also the practice of protecting systems, networks, programs, applications, anything from digital attacks, right? These cyber attacks or digital attacks are usually aimed at trying to access, trying to change or trying to destroy information, extorting money from you or other people. It can be through ransomware or interrupting normal business processes. It can be anything. And sometimes it might just be for fun like some people do. (laughs) So in Nigeria, the major thing that everyone has been discussing in the tech space is the documents, the policy document released by the Ministry of Digital Economy. Yes, that particular Ministry of Communications and Digital Economy, headed by Bosun Tijani, the one and only, the one who is from the tech space, the one in whom the tech space is pleased. (laughs) So I've gone through that document. I went through it yesterday and the day before. It was released on the 1st or the 2nd of October in line with the plan of the president's the eight points plan of the president's new president of nigeria bola ahmed tunubu bat i like the fact that bosun tijani and the team and the persons at the digital economy ministry have set goals for themselves it's the most important thing kpis things that you can measure things that you can track things that you can hold yourself responsible you know and the major things on that particular document, the policy document, the drive, um, the plan for digital economy in Nigeria. First is knowledge 
And that's what everything, literally everything rests upon. And I really like the fact that, you know, that's actually how that strategic plan of the Federal Ministry of Communication and Digital Economy, that's where they're facing. First, knowledge. Knowledge is important. I think it's about the most important thing if you're looking at you know what we're going to get so generally what we'll be measuring would be startup access to incentives access to procurement opportunities improving on policy coherence and this is for the national blockchain policy on a general note here i'm saying now that this this particular policy is based on five things yeah i think so five things last time i checked first is knowledge the second is policy. I'm very happy that he recognized that policy is a major block, a major pillar in anything that has to do with tech space. I was thinking with Kingsley Owadara the last time and also um, the co-founder of Prembly, the co-founder at Prembly. And we, you know, talked about how it's important to just have sandboxes instead of outright regulations when you don't even understand what, you know, you're talking about or what the innovation is about or where it's even headed, right? Now, the third is infrastructure. Fourth is innovation, entrepreneurship, and capital. And then five is trade. Trade is, you know, we trade, we do business. And I'm very excited about what this, you know, what will happen. And I'm excited about what can happen if this actually becomes you know, effective and implemented and achieved in 2027 when you know, another election will be conducted and when most likely he either keeps the office of the Minister of Communication and Digital Economy or he doesn't keep the office. Now, when Ilebae won, right? Ilebae, yes. When she won the BB, you know, Big Brother Nine Chart, the, the most recent one, it's 120 million, right? Mm. Just if I'm not saying anything right, please in the comment section, tell me how much it is and tell me who won. <laughs> but yes, a lot of people started reacting, right? And it was Piggy Vest's reaction that brought a lot more reactions in tech space. You know why? Because all they did was they, they put a screenshot on X, you know, formerly known as Twitter, and they said, Ilibaye, call me. And that screenshot read, half of bb niger prize money that's 60 million and with about 12 percent interest rates that would give you about 7 million and this 7 million according to big Invest, like it's payable immediately you lock you know that particular amount and it brought a lot of buzz a lot of people were saying oh you know 12 percent is too small make it 15 percent i'm going to call it everybody now and you're going to see the money in piggy yeah somewhere everyone's making and people like Ezra Olubri, um, that SpaceX co-founder, and others like him said, if you're expecting any kind of returns in savings and investments in Nigeria currently, you know, which will give you upwards of 30% plus in a year, I know, you need to be very precise with the kind of fraud that you're ready to get into. Because come on, man, that's rare. Where do you want to see 30% interest? Are you joking with me, bro? Well, I've gone around investment platforms. And these days, if you see six to nine percent interest right in terms of other kind of investments um uh, it's a good deal or take it i mean grab it the major thing is that your funds are somewhat secure from inflation and the value is preserved now according to someone <laughs> it's not someone on x it is not just returns on investments that gets her giddy it's returning high <laughs> 
returning her money not to return on money return her money so that she's sure that she still has her money because if you get into ponzi schemes bro your money is gone meanwhile if you're interested in low risk investment this might interest you the debt management office in nigeria has initiated the subscription process of a two-year and three-year federal government bonds for october with an interest rate of 12 percent you see what i said even the federal government of nigeria now 12 percent and it gives so you're looking for uh 20 percent upwards and 30 percent upwards my brother tell us what kind of crime you want to commit and how you're going to get that money because trust me you're not getting anything lower i mean higher than maybe 12 point something or 13 point something percent but a 20 and 30 percent interest bro that is fraud that's exactly what you want to commit well something else that really caught my attention and i think it's something that we still talk about it you know in the market artificial intelligence group i'll be talking about in fact the last webinar we had africa tech radio and premly organized was on safeguarding the data of people well on x that's where almost everything is happening in nigeria now yes people have started complaining that all pay that they somehow miraculously have all have an op account number and you're like I never opened an OP account before, like in my entire life. In fact, my brother has, my daddy has, my sister has, my brother, my sister's brother's uncle, cousin has an account. All you just need to do is, okay, try to transfer money, you know, try to put in your phone number, remove zero that comes before your phone number. Yes. And say the bank you want to pay to is OP. If it goes, then voila, you have an OP bank account. Well, these complaints were made by a lot of people, including Hack Sultan on X formerly known as twitter and he was one of the affected people and they all just called out ope if you see ope trending that's exactly why everyone thinks almost everyone on twitter in nigeria thinks that ope has created an account number for them and they actually never gave their data to ope now the ceo of the fccpc mr babatunde irukera said that ope would have to explain how this is happening and promise to provide an update yes also ope says they have launched investigations according to them right that um the company's head of marketing ope's head of marketing kunli adeyemi he says that they saw the tweets and internally they're currently reviewing what transpired and they ensure that all wallet holders are adequately registered some people might have had interactions with the platform at one point or the other and it's important that we get feedback internally based on our investigations before we respond well while we wait for op to actually respond someone else who has responded to things that have to do with poverty elevation of the country is the minister of humanitarian affairs and poverty elevation dr beta edu who announced on tuesday that the federal government of nigeria guys listen up or listen up listen up You'll be providing a non-interest loan of 50,000 naira to 1.5 million market women under the Government Enterprise and Empowerment Program. I mean, you're about to get into, it's about to go down money sharing. Yes, that's what we're, and this is actually, you know, to boost their capital and foster business expansion and it's about 75 billion naira market women fund that's going to be named yaloja fund for underprivileged female traders and it's set to be inaugurated on 17th of october now why i i feel that people should actually get palliatives i also feel that 
it's important to match palliatives with actionable you know plans and strategies of how to get this women to get more capital in a more formal way right in a way that you know whose process is clearly defined and we can get the money back and we can also use that money to like help other eologists to around uh nonetheless you know let's see how it goes we would not throw the baby with the bathwater away let's see how this particular one goes and it's a conditional cash transfer program that's giving 50,000 TEA lodgers um maybe across the country i don't know how it's going to pan out because almost all the cash transfers that we've had before now it's either there is you know like a big ring of corruption around it or the money doesn't exactly get to the real eologers you know there'll be like the president of eologa association the political head of the eologa association they get the monies you know they cash out big time send their you know the children and you know their loved ones you know abroad and they're, they're traveling the world and then the real Yaloja who actually needs that 50,000 naira to add his capital to the things, you know, to her Oja, um, he actually doesn't get it. So first off, before we even say, oh, you know, we don't want it, first make it work. And then we can now move from then on to say, oh, what's the next thing we can now do? Finally, from Nigeria would be Nimet. Now I see the reason I've most likely had like, you know, you know, nasal congestion. And it seems like my like i have like cough the nigerian meteorological agency nimet says that everyone especially those in the northern states in nigeria should be careful because there most likely would be a potential decrease in visibility i mean there would most likely be haze yes nimet's general manager of public affairs said in abuja that's mr mutari ibrahim that because of what has happened in Chad, especially places like Jamena, Abeche, Mongo, Bolberim in Niger, um, also there would be strong winds and also hazy, anything that has to do with haze, right? In Kaduna, in Kano, in Kasina, and some other states in the north. So this is a dust and a haze alert for those in the northern part of Nigeria. If you're going out, please be careful. You most likely find a lot of people suffering cough this period. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm already you know showing signs of it. And if you're if you usually have cold, this would be the best time for you to also cover up. You can use your nose mask. And if you're flying, yes, airline operators, yes, you're also advised to avail yourself of weather reports from NIMET for effective planning before you actually fly. And just in case you're thinking, I have a NIMET app. And every morning, I just check to see what's up. The same way I check my regular weather app, I check NIMET's app to see what exactly they have predicted for the next one week or the next few days. Mm-hmm. Well, when thousands of Ghanaians flooded the streets of Accra on Tuesday, demanding the removal of the central bank governor, Ernest Addison, you know, talking about mismanagement of the economy, you know, during a severe debt crisis, I, I really thought that was really like the end, the breaking point. Because this is about the worst in this particular generation. And it is fold growing frustration over you know the rising cost of living unemployment economic hardships in fact in july 2023 ghana's central bank reported a record loss of 60.8 billion cities that's about 5.3 billion dollars 
and this was for 2022 primarily due to debt restructuring right ghana known for its production of gold oil and cocoa has entered into a three billion dollar three-year loan program with imf the international monetary fund and debt restructuring is one of the prerequisites for accessing these funds now these protests you know, among a lot of other things just underscores the concerns that are rising and the calls for accountability amidst economic challenges that are ongoing in ghana is this really like ghana's time like is it gonna be the time of ghana to actually sit up and say you know what let's get our house in order because just a few years back president ulishago basandra cleared nigeria's debt but then you know came the other governments who came are borrowing if that's how they put it well i decided to start with like something sad from ghana just so i can tell you something beautiful to happen in the country called ghana the president nana akufo ado launched the country's new energy transition and investment plan during the global africa business initiative in new york we heard of kenya's president that's uh, samaruto you know announcing the 60 million dollars that one yeah, in terms that that's actually a grant, right? And all the wonderful plans that came on the heels of the Africa Climate Summit. But this is Ghana, and the plan marks like the commitment of the country to fighting climate change and fostering economic development. You know, alongside fighting climate change. Well, the plan also details how Ghana can achieve net zero energy-related carbon emissions by 2060 through the deployment of low carbon solutions you know across the key sectors of the economy of ghana including oil and gas industry transport cooking and power now the plan is for the government of ghana to use the plan as the main tool to engage the international community and investors for support with its energy transition all measures you know that suggested in the plan represent a 550 billion dollar opportunity for the international community to invest in sustainable development in ghana and if the plan is achieved in full, it would generate about 400,000 net jobs within Ghana's economy. Well, someone is thinking. And in Cameroon, people have been having, just like other countries on the continent, people have been having issues with their biometric ID cards. Well, in the next few months, a new generation ID card production facility will most likely help to ease this operational issue. Right, according to the Delegate General for National Security, Martin Mbarga Ngueled, um, he made an announcement in Douala recently that's saying that a new partner will invest in construction of three centers for the production of national ID cards in Cameroon, and these centers will be constructed in all the 10 regional capitals of the country. Right, the number of national ID card registration centers will also be doubled across the national territory from currently sitting at 280 in terms of the centers to 548. And the modern enrollment centers will have at least 15 biometric capture desks that will be built in all the regional capitals, and more than 700 fixed and 300 mobile kits will be installed in the identification or ID offices. Now, with the current system, the official amount payable in the identification office for the ID will be about $4.50. 
Yes, that's what it's going to be. So the contractor for this project has not been named yet and the exact date for launching the project also has not been stated. But the centers will most likely be able to handle over 600 requests every day. For now, the Douala Biometric Passport Center is the second in the country after the first one, which went operational in Yaoundé in July 2021. Yaoundé is Cameroon's capital and Douala is like the economic capital. Mm -hmm. It was uh, inaugurated in, in August 2022 and a third center is expected in the northern city of garaua well i'm we're, we're really hoping that first off i think i have like a thing against paying to you know get id cards especially when the cards have your own details right uh, a bit against it but all the same it's either we're going to make money off your data or you're going to pay for us to have your data. I, I, I'm not sure like a few years back, we thought that we were going to do this, like pay for your own data. But right now, that's what we're doing. So maybe until we find a better way to ensure we have all of these things captured, there might just be no way for us to um, properly store, you know, our personal sensitive data in a way in, you know, biometric means. Moving off to Kenya swiftly, where the government of Kenya says it's in talks with Apple Incorporation to explore ways the Apple can invest in the country. Now, this is from talks with TikTok to talks to Apple. And I know that Apple already are already in talks with Safaricom, um, you know, talking about including or integrating M-Pesa into like, you know, payment platforms and whatnot. So you can use M-Pesa like, to pay for what you want to pay for. And it's totally rad. Like it's crazy. It's beautiful. And Kenya's president also welcomed the UN Security Council's resolution to send Kenya-led multinational armed forces to Haiti right to help combat violent gangs I mean, i'm thinking about a thousand or so will be sent to haiti to help them now this is kenya trying to play the big brother role that nigeria has played for years i mean for years the giant of africa maybe in a few years time might just be a term referring to who whom kenya just maybe right and this came just after the vote on monday by the un saying yes and it's the first time in almost 20 years that a force will be deployed to the troubled Caribbean nation called Haiti. Mm -hmm. And finally, this is troubling. But yes, it's troubling because I also spoke to them. And just recently, I think it was immediately after this happened, you know, they reached out to me to say, you know what? Um, we cannot have the interview. So I reached out to WorldCoin to say, let's have an interview. Let's like, let's help Africans understand what you're trying to do, you know, here on the continent. Well, a Kenyan parliamentary committee that was formed in August to investigate operations and activities of WorldCoin, that particular project by Sam Altman in Kenya, has recommended that WorldCoin shuts down whatever they're doing in the country. So in the reports that the committee published, the committee called on the Communication Authority, the CA, Kenya's ICT regulator, to disable WorldCoin's physical and virtual presence in the country, including blacklisting the IP addresses of related websites until the country establishes proper regulations over virtual assets. Now, this is coming after Kenya suspended WorldCoin, you know, the enrollment in the country in early August over concerns related to authenticity and legality of the activities in area of security, financial services, and data protection. Really important. This is a month for cybersecurity. And the yes... Now that I've taken, now that I've said this, the 
Africa Tech Radio and Premier Webinar this month would be on what? Say say it louder. Cybersecurity. Exactly. Cybersecurity, the data of your clients and data of persons, users, and businesses, and data protection. Mm-hmm. Now, the committee also recommended that the country develops a comprehensive oversight framework and policy on virtual assets and virtual asset service providers in Kenya within six months of the adoption of this report and submit the same to the National Assembly to take appropriate legislative measures and called on Cabinet Secretary for the National Treasury to ensure that virtual assets and virtual asset providers and their activities are adequately regulated and monitored. So this particular report is said to be tabled before the National Assembly for consideration and implementation, right? Now, they didn't just stop here. They also went on to call for criminal investigations into the operations of Tools for Humanity Core. That's the company that's building WorldCoin, right? And I know that Kenya is one of the very forward-looking countries in terms of you know accepting anything in the digital economy and this might seem like a strong move that they're making and i think it's just like someone said it's better we put all of these things into like sandboxes instead of creating just out and out rules and regulations to say you know ban or don't ban let's just put them in sandboxes let's watch them and then let the regulations come out of these sandboxes and it'll be like these people themselves telling you this is how we want to work or this is how we're going to work exactly that's what i think is the best way to actually go about it what do you think well, Apple says that they know why your iPhone 15 is heating up. They say that there's a bug and they're going to send you updates to fix the bug. Yes, I'm just a messenger. I'm not the bug and I'm not Apple. And TikTok are testing a new monthly subscription plan. Why exactly everybody put in subscription plan? I. So this is supposed to help you get rid of adverts on TikTok. What we've heard is that they're trying in one English-speaking country that is not the US. But they say they didn't want to say where. And it's going to be at about $5, approximately $5. So it means everybody wants to do it ads. I hope this is a general thing, not just because the EU is pushing for it, because the likes of youtube and x formerly known as twitter you know are among the apps or websites or sites rather or apps social media sites that are already offering fewer or no ads for a monthly fee so maybe that's the way we're going you see what we talked about so when someone says we're going to be doing subscription based social media or more i didn't believe it five years ago <laughs> i was like nah man it's gonna be free <laughs> bro so if you think of what the fact that you don't have control over your data and the fact that you know they're going to be selling to you whatever they want to sell to you and it's a two-way thing the amount of money they are making and the control over your life that you kind of have it's better for you to pay a reduced amount and have total control over your data i mean total control over your data so it means that's what we're going to be doing moving forward meta is also mulling ad-free subscriptions for people in the eu or rolling it out you know to be able to navigate the advertising rule of eu and i hope that this doesn't just happen in the eu like i said i hope it's something that actually transcends across borders and becomes like a general thing so maybe in the next two three five years 
if you cannot pay, I mean, subscribe for a particular, just like Netflix. If you can't, it's going to be premium entertainment. That's what it is. The same way you get it on Twitter back to back, but then at no cost other than the cost of your personal data. This time, you're going to need to actually cough out some real money to be able to enjoy such entertainment. Now, something that's close to my heart, and it's going to be like the last news story that I'm tracking, and I think it's important and it's impactful, is... The Federal Communications Commission in the United States of America issuing its first ever fine to a company for leaving space junk or space debris orbiting the Earth. Now, Dish Network was fined $150,000 for failing to move an old satellite far enough away from others that are still in use. Now, they admitted liability over their Echo Star 7 satellite and agreed to a compliance plan with the FCC. Now, what is space debris or space junk? It's anything that's taken out of space that is just there. Like, we're not currently using it, but it's just there. That's what it means. And officially, space space debris you know things like old satellite parts of a spacecraft just anything literally that you know is running around the earth and is no longer in use now what happens is these bits of tech that we have taken out of the earth and most times it's like difficult to like bring it back if it's not a planned you know like if it's not planned ahead of time sometimes you fog will finish for the distance sometimes pieces go break you understand and you can't exactly catch it like there's nobody out there oh there's actually a company that's actually doing that's their work it's a startup that's cleaning up space debris but we haven't gotten to that point yet it's estimated that more than 10,000 satellites have been launched into space since the first one launched in 1957 with over half of them now out of use and in space do you understand what this means so even something as small as a sharpener if it is moving at the speed of you know space a particular like that kind of speed if he hits an astronaut um, uh, it can be very fatal oh. it can be very very fatal <clears throat> according to nasa you know there are more than twenty-five thousand pieces of space debris measuring over 10 centimeter long you might think it's really nothing what's 10 centimeter long but bro if this thing at the speed of what is moving at anything sometimes if you had to move the international space station away from an oncoming space debris just so it doesn't damage the international, international space station and then all our work from how many years ago since the 1950s you know just goes down the drain and then we start building another one well no one knows tomorrow i would say maybe we'll get to the point where we'll actively be cleaning up the you know the space that we use just like we do for earth now and some people would say oh we don't even clean earth we don't even like take care of the space we are in now but i'm hoping that it's going to be that way Tony tech side continues and this is africa technology radio thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com